Hello, this is Roger Shouse, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. This month, we're looking at jumpstarts written from the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 21, verse 20. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and departed with no one's regret, and they buried him in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Our verse today is about Jehoram, one of the kings of Judah. He was not a good king and not a good person. When he became king, he ordered the assassination of all his brothers and some of the rulers of Judah. He married Ahab's daughter, the king of Israel, which influenced him further into idolatry. God wasn't pleased with this king. His own people revolted. He was struck with a deadly disease that God had prophesied was coming. For two years, he suffered. At the end, his bowels came out, and he died in great pain. When he died, he wasn't given the honor like other kings. He died, as the verse states, with no one's regret. This reminds me of the scene from the, from the movie The Wizard of Oz, when the wicked witch melts away and her guardsmen sing, Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. They rejoiced at her departure. There are some things we need to learn and, and think about this king. He lived 40 years, but wasted that time that God gave him. He was in the position to help others. He was in a role of leadership. He could have, but he didn't. He helped the nation spiral downward. A 40-year-old man dying seems young, but he had eight years to do something. In those eight years, he bowed to false gods and killed his own family. God had enough. Give this man a dozen years, and things would not have turned around any better. There are those all around us who walk in the shadows of Jehoram. They waste a lifetime doing nothing. Their world is spent on doing what they want to do, ignoring others and not being a participant in the greatest work on earth, God's kingdom. How sad to witness a life wasted. And then secondly, he hurt his family. Jehoram killed his brothers so they would not be rivals to the throne. Instead of reigning in goodness and godliness, his reign was terror and fear. What Jehoram did to his families, others are doing today verbally and mentally. They're destroying their families. Their criticism, ridicule, intention, abuse, crippling their families and setting young hearts and minds on a course to continue this destructive dysfunction. He left no positive legacy for others to follow. All of us leave footprints for others to follow. My fellow preachers need to realize this. Someday another preacher will be replacing them. That's the nature of things. How you conduct yourself can make it easier or harder on the next guy. Some come in with great demands and leave in such a hurry or leave a mess that makes things very difficult for those who follow. Some churches have a sour taste about a young preacher because they've had bad experiences with the one after another. Young children will grow up, and you may be the first preacher that they remember. What impressions are you leaving, Mr. Preacher? For Jehoram, when he died, no one regretted it. They found relief when he was out of the picture. What a terrible way to live. If people can't wait for you to die, you're not doing something that's right. And then we also realize he ignored the opportunities for good. Jehoram received a letter from Elijah, God's prophet, the Elijah. Can you imagine getting a letter from Elijah? The letter contained word coming of coming bad news. Elijah was in the area. Jehoram could have sat down with Elijah and learned. He could have changed his ways and allowed God's prophet to help him in his life. Instead, this scene is repeated today. We don't have prophets, but we have men and women of God, a godly, faithful grandpa in the family. Does anyone allow him to influence them? 
Is the family falling apart with miserable marriages, overcome with worry and materialism? And there sits Grandpa with his Bible open in his lap, and everyone ignores this godly influence. Week after week, that old man will assemble with God's people, yet the rest of the family is too busy and too selfish to think about God. And then that Grandpa dies. The family gathers for a funeral. They call a preacher that knew Grandpa and loved him. And they hear about a godly man and how godly his life was. And as soon as they leave the cemetery, the family is finished with Grandpa and his faith. How sad to see so many families like this. Right among them is is someone who's living the right example. But their eyes are closed to it. They don't want anything to do with it. They never realize that King Jehoram, their ways could change and even be better if they listened and followed the ways of God. I have preached those kind of funerals. I look at all those family members and think, why haven't you ever come to worship? Why is it that all you talk about death, heaven, and the Bible is so foreign to you? And when one of them dies, they have no idea who to call to preach the funeral. They have no one in their circle of friends that is a Christian. They start calling churches, any church, just to find an available preacher so he can come and preach someone into heaven. So sad. Elijah sent a letter to Jehoram. For eight years, he could have sat at the feet of Elijah, but he didn't. And then finally, his choices put him in trouble with God. That's the same way for all of us. Our choices, whether to follow God or to ignore God, will determine where we spend eternity. It doesn't matter whether you're a king or a servant. We all have a choice with God. It doesn't matter what education opportunities you have. It doesn't matter what history you have. We each have a choice with God. Follow him or ignore him. But those choices come with consequences, both now and later. You can't live like a sinner and die like a saint. No one is preaching you into heaven. You've chosen heaven by following God and glorifying him while you have lived. Jehoram died, and no one regretted it, not even God. What a sad commentary on selfish and empty life. Isn't it time that you started making some wise choices in your life? Isn't it time for you to make spiritual differences for others? Isn't it time for you to walk with the Lord and do what he wants you to do? Thank you so much for listening.